The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And hello again, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. My name is Steve Cashel. I'm radio host of the Chicago Bulls. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and co-team physician of the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush University Medical Center. As always, we're going to talk about a number of sports injury-related topics. We also have our website. Please visit sportsmedicineweekly.com. We're back to get it going right after this on ESPN 1000. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy. Better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Welcome back, everyone, on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program. Our producer, board operator, Felix Reyes, and Eric Ostrowski, coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. And uh, Dr. Cole, uh, next topic here I want to discuss with you, um, supplements. Uh, I know you're a big workout guy. I am as well, not as big as you. But what supplements, if any, do you take? Steve, this is, uh, has, over the last couple of years, become one of the most interesting areas to me. I'll tell you, I've, you know, I, I'm responsible for a couple of courses where we developed curriculum and things where physicians come for continuing education. And one of the areas that people are sort of most hungry for is to understand sort of the evidence-based decision-making that goes uh, along with making decisions on supplements. So for me, as an individual, I, sh- I should show you a picture. I, have a, this, I take this picture of all the different things that I have available. It's, it's a very, very confusing space. But once you start to boil it down, you can make some good decisions. I'll tell you, the, the basic one for me is it's very hard to get if you're working out and you're breaking down muscle and you want to rebuild, it's very hard to get enough protein. So the basic one for me is just taking some protein supplement. And, uh, you know, we're going to learn and hear more about this, but if it's one gram per pound, for example, I mean, the numbers are staggering, and it's very difficult to just eat chicken and all these other things to get one the One gram per pound? Yeah, so That's you'll a hear lot numbers. of grams. Yeah, you'll hear, well, that, that might be a minimum depending on what your goals are. Wow, yeah. But to keep yourself replenished, if you are in a workout regimen that's not crazy, but your goal is to sort of maintain or build muscle mass, it starts with protein supplements. And then there's related to that is branched chain amino acids for making sure that things are maintained. And then I do things like resveratrol, which is an antioxidant, which might have uh, the ability to, for example, uh, to be anti-aging. And then there's the basic stuff like multivitamins and vitamin D and things of that nature. So the basic stuff that I do doesn't mean it's right or wrong is uh, I do uh, resveratrol. I do uh, protein supplements and shakes in the morning and I do it before a workout. Caffeine is the only, uh, 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 modifying uh, drug, if you will, that I take. And it's probably the best one out there, quite frankly, very safe and actually does have some data pre-workout to have a little bit of caffeine, branched chain amino acids. and But the thing is, I'm telling you this right now, and your head's probably spinning because you wouldn't even know where to start, right? True. It's a, it, that's the biggest problem with this whole industry is it's, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, but the average person who has an interest doesn't even know where to start. Well, we're talking about pre- and post-workout supplements. Let's bring on one of our experts right now, Alex Carnero is with us uh, via phone from Denver, Colorado. He's a personal trainer, a pro physique athlete, sports nutritionist, and pro fitness model. Alex, welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly. How are you? Good, guys. Thank you for having me. 
Well, let's uh, talk first about you, Alex. Uh, one on the website, and uh, you've got uh, quite a thing going. But what's what's a typical day for you in terms of supplements? Well, as, as he was mentioning, you know, there's like a base foundation for supplements, and then you can go at the extra mile uh, in the supplements. But I usually wake up, and I like to feed the body since it's been, you know, sleeping for six, eight hours. And uh, Optimum, we have the, the Greek yogurt protein smoothie in the way and oats. So it's super convenient because you just make a shake and you're ready to go for the day. So running late doesn't mean running empty on, on fuel. And then throughout the day, I usually like have a little bit of caffeine, just like you were saying, caffeine is definitely one of the most researched supplements out there. And it definitely does work. So for caffeine, I go with the essential amino energy, which basically is a light caffeine uh, product that you know you can take throughout the day. It replaces the coffee. It doesn't have any additional sugars, and it doesn't have any additional um, calories that you know you have to worry about. Like people drink so much coffee that the calories start piling up. So this is a great product to have. And then obviously, as you was also mentioning, you know, um, a protein pre and post workout. So. 100% weight gold standard uh, from Optimum has 24 grams of protein, and that really does exactly what I need right before and after a workout. And those are usually my, as you mentioned, my base foundation products. Now, every morning, obviously, I take a multivitamin. It's, it's really hard to get all those vitamins and minerals from food itself. Um, you'd have to be eating a lot of different foods. So Optimum from Optimum is such a great way just to get all those essential minerals and vitamins in there. Um, and then, you know, depending on how intense my day is, you know, if I'm working with clients or if I'm doing a Spartan or if I'm doing something much more intense, I'll definitely supplement with a few extra little things here and there just to make sure that my performance and recovery are at their best. Let me let me ask you a question. You know, so uh, the, the the products you're talking about are, are actually all the ones that I use, and that's from uh, Optimum Nutrition. And um, So awesome. So Amino Energy is, they come in these different flavors. It's like a teaspoon, I think. Um, and you get uh, 120 uh, milligrams of caffeine. If I say it incorrectly, let me know, but I think that's what it is. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's 100 milligrams of caffeine, and uh, the really cool thing is that you can con- kind of control the, the servings. So, like, if someone wants less caffeine, it's one, one scoop, and then right. if you want more caffeine, it's two scoops. And I think the really cool thing is that Optum just came out with a naturally flavored uh, version of amino energy. So, it, you know, they're just always taking their game to the next level. Plus it's got branched amino acids. Is and this then, a powder then? You yeah, it's a powder. With a, with a liquid? It, so when I, I, the way I do it is I'll start my workout in the morning and I'll just fill one of those you know, smoothie containers and I'll, I'll do, well, I think I get 100 milligrams of caffeine. I just do it for the caffeine. And that's, you know, I mean, that's a performance-enhancing drug when you think about it, but it's not illegal and it's actually, as you said, the most research-based. And then the other question, so then you get branched amino acids, which are sort of the building blocks of muscle, the building blocks of protein. So that's a really easy kind of free thing to start out with that you need in the morning anyway if you want to get going, and especially if you do work out in the morning. The one question I had um, for you, is that what about a day where you don't work out? Like, do you still need, like, the gold standard way that you talked about, that's 24 grams per scoop. Do you, do you mm-hmm. modify how much protein? I mean, you know, I did mention you get one gram per pound or 1.5, whatever. What do you tell the average person, like Steve, he's above average, but let's call him average right now, Thank you. Who, <laughs> who, who, who works out, who's doing weights and things like that? What is the basic guideline that you would tell someone for the amount of protein per day? It depends from person to person. So I have military personnel and officers that, you know, are moving around and they're working out and sometimes they even do cardio in the morning. So if someone's trying to build muscle and, you know, they just have a slightly more active lifestyle, I usually go as a trainer with anywhere between 1.2 to 1.5 grams. I think 1.5 is a little bit on the extreme side. I don't think you need that much protein um, unless you're really trying to really hard to build muscle. But for the average person, I usually go with, like, 0.8 grams to one gram of protein per pound 
um, you know, of weight. But the other thing people need to think about is it's not only a pound of weight, but like if you're, for example, 40% body fat, which is quite a bit high, um, obviously your weight is on the edge. So right. I'm not going to match one gram of protein uh, with the total amount of weight because a lot of that weight is, is body yeah, fat. So if someone point. trying to lose weight, I would probably go with 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound, um, even though they're living, or, you know, even though they're working out really hard to lose that body fat. Uh, there's no need to have that high of a high consumption of protein. But, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's so convenient just to drink a shake right before and after a workout or cook with it. You know, you can cook with, with protein too and, you know, just come up with some amazing recipes and people can get optim- they can always go to optimnutrition.com and see some of the recipes we make. But um, that's usually what I recommend, but, you know, depending on the activity level of the individual. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, our guest is Alex Carnero. He is a um, physique uh, athlete, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and pro fitness model talking about pre- and post-workout supplements. So, And, Dr. Cole, I'm blown away by this, you know, 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of weight that you weigh. Yeah, that's I, what I it am. Is. I mean, I weigh 190 pounds. You kidding me? All right, me? so, Alex, so to his point, and I'm not sure we answered the question, if, if you're not working out, would you still consume that much protein? Oh, um, it's just a matter of convenience for that individual. I wouldn't be taking as many supplements for that day. So one of the supplements that uh, you didn't mention that I actually use a lot for strength and conditioning is creatine, right? Yes. Um, so I wouldn't be taking uh, creatine. I wouldn't be taking caffeine. I wouldn't be taking any stimulants on the days that I don't work out. However, as far as protein goes, I would still keep up with that protein consumption, even on the days that we don't work out, because our bodies are still breaking down muscle tissue, even though we're not working out. Um, it's just protein synthesis ratio, you know. Um, we're breaking down muscle tissue, so to keep up with recovery, I still recommend people to consume that, that same amount of protein uh, on the days they work out and the days they don't work out. And the other thing is the days you're not working out, that doesn't mean your body is recovering from yesterday's workout or from the day before yesterday's workout. So you still need that protein to rebuild and recover that, that, that muscle tissue. Okay, we're almost out of time, and I want to ask one final question. Quickly tell us what you do for recovery after a workout. Oh, immediately after a workout, I use 100% Wago standard. Like I mentioned, is 24 grams of protein, so it's ideal with 5 grams of branched amino acids. Um, and then throughout the day, I'll also have casein, which I use usually right before I go to bed. It's a very slow digesting protein. Um, that way, my body, for the 6 to 8 hours that it's going to go to sleep, it's going to have something to sustain itself. Um, but protein is always my go-to for recovery. Uh, and hydration, obviously, I tell everyone, you know, hydration is, is one of the biggest keys to hydrating that body. Well, we would love to have you on again. This is a topic I can do for, honestly, an entire show. Oh, I got a million questions. I really do. We got to keep moving. But that's uh, hey, great stuff, Alex. Really appreciate you uh, joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. And uh, as Dr. Cole said, it's uh, stuff that people want to know about. I mean, uh, I'm really alarmed by uh, you know some of the things you said about how much protein uh, we need during workouts. But um, it's, uh, it's great to hear it uh, from an expert. And uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts. No, thank you guys for having me and being able to share myself with you guys. All righty, back with more. That was Alex Carnero. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Stay with us. More after this on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great. 
lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Midwest Orthopedics and Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit Prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. And Dr. Cole, you've got an uh, interesting, uh, oh, what do we call it, a theater of sports subjects coming up, the Chicago Sports Summit, October 4th. Is it now an annual event? Well, you know, we set out last year to do our first initiative called the Chicago Sports Summit. It was a raging success. It was a philanthropic event that was hosted by Midwest Orthopedics. And uh, it was around this time last year. We had almost 300 people show up. And uh, we raised uh, oh, nearly, uh, I think, around $35,000 for After School Matters. Now, nice. After School Matters is an amazing program. More than 15,000 kids, inner city kids, who really don't have good after school programming are provided uh, uh, transportation fare, uh, some food money, and these programs that are amazing in terms of the quality of the teaching and so forth. It could be art, it could be ballet, it could be karate, it could be uh, reading and writing and so forth, but it gives them after-school activities. Is that, that a they non-profit? Otherwise... Oh, yeah, it's a okay. non-profit. And, and, and uh, it, the, the, the thing that I found most amazing was that it takes these kids who are all generally public school kids who, uh, you know, obviously there's not a lot of infrastructure in the Chicago public schools to, for example, build their portfolios and get them uh, to be strong college applicants. One of the things that I thought was amazing was that it provided these kids with uh, tools and up the ante for the, when they started applying to colleges. And many of them uh, became much more competitive in that in that way because of the things that After School Matters provided. So this year, the emphasis, again, we're doing the Chicago Sports Summit for a second time. Uh, we expect to have between 250 and 350 people there. It's on October 4th. It's uh, from 7 a.m. to 12 uh, noon, and it's at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. And if you just go to chicagosportsummit.com, you can find out about it. But the thing that's, uh, you know, just just to give you a rundown of the kind of people we're going to have there, uh, I'll give you sort of a, a, a smattering of, uh, of what we have. 
um, and you know a lot of these people, uh, but Jamal Myers from the Blackhawks, uh, David Haw is going to be one of our moderators from the Chicago Tribune, uh, Father Scott Donahue, Donahue, who runs Mercy Home for Boys and Girls, also a very similar uh, initiative. We have uh, uh, Cook County State's Attorney Kimberly Fox, who's going to do the introductory remarks. Okay. Mayor Rahm Emanuel will do, uh, uh, have some introductory remarks as well. Uh, we have Tim Anderson, who's committed, Horace Grant, uh, uh, just a number of really high-profile personalities uh, that will be divided up into three panels. And one of the, the, the mo- we're going to do a sports science panel. Some of the things that we've covered on the show, we'll talk about sports science. So we have uh, uh, Nike and uh, Gatorade and some of the really uh, uh, highly involved uh, sports science on the education uh, and implementation side for athletes that will, w- that will be there. We also have uh, a uh, panel that will look at uh, how we empower teenagers to participate in sports. So that's the one that Jared uh, Payton's on, Jamal Myers. Uh, from the Blackhawks, Horace Grant, as you all know, Tim Anderson, and Father Scott Donahue will be on. And that pro- that that panel basically is going to look at how uh, keeping kids engaged in sports uh, can uh, keep them off the streets and productive uh, young citizens. And then uh, the last panel is going to be the business of sports marketing, the sort of inside track of uh, the most recognizable brands and how those individuals actually leverage sports marketing to grow their business. So uh, that's it's a really... Uh, uh, dense program that's only a half a day on October 4th, and the net proceeds go to After School Matters, and we're actually hoping to make a difference in uh, reducing crime and uh, the burden that we uh, currently have in uh, Chicago. So, uh, Steve, certainly I hope to see you there. Uh, I, have a, I have a table spot for you. Good. And uh, we should probably have uh, some individuals from the studios as well if they can get there. I know Teresa Ann will be there. Fantastic. And, uh, Our coordinating yeah. producer. Again, October 4th, Hyatt Regency Hotel, 151 East Upper Wacker Drive in Chicago, the second annual Chicago Sports Summit, a half-day event featuring some of the Chicago's heaviest hitters. Interesting stuff. Your your first one was last year, big success. Raise some good money. And again, those of uh, you who might be interested in getting tickets or even becoming a sponsor, go to chicagosportssummit.com. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages. On ESPN Radio. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI physical therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I look forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATI PT.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush is nationally recognized as a leader in comprehensive orthopedic services. As team physicians for the Chicago Bulls, Chicago White Sox, and Chicago Fire Soccer Club, their physicians understand the importance of quality care for high-performance athletes and weekend warriors. Regardless of the level of the athlete, recreational, high school, college, even professionals, Midwest Orthopedics at Rush strives to provide the highest quality, state-of-the-art healthcare services. To better serve their patients, they provide expert care across five Chicagoland locations, with a new location in Munster, Indiana. Their cutting-edge research, diagnosis methods, and treatments make them the highest-ranked program in the state of Illinois by U.S. News & World Report rankings. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877-MD-BONES. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, when only the best will do. That's one way to end up on injured reserve. So is falling off a ladder, lifting something heavy. Ow! That's not good. Or having an accident. 
at work. Uh-oh. Athletico helps all kinds of people come back from injured reserve. Schedule a free injury screening at athletico.com and find out how physical therapy can decrease pain and discomfort, increase strength and mobility, and help you get back to doing the things you love to do. Athletico Physical Therapy, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Net proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole right alongside it. Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday from 8.30 a.m. till 9, only here on ESPN 1000. Dr. Cole, we're hearing so much about the uh, opioid epidemic. Uh, what's going on? Steve, this is a huge issue. Um, I can tell you as a surgeon, we... Uh, commonly prescribe opioids for post-operative care. But what's fascinating is the abuse of opioids or narcotics uh, has, you know, historically been sort of uh, in certain socioeconomic groups. But that is not true any longer. It is, it, it knows no boundaries. It's, it is an absolute epidemic. Uh, it hits almost every age group. It could be your next door neighbor or it could be in the inner city. And uh, the, the barriers, unfortunately, have been very have been quite low. And in my office, uh, it's something now that we pick up on a pretty, reg- a pretty regular basis is the addiction to narcotics and opioids. It's like any other substance abuse uh, material, and it's, it is very real. Can you define it, opioids? Well, I mean, you got to go down as a basic Pain defin- medication? Yeah, it's a pain medication. I mean, it's Norco, it's Vicodin, it's Oxycodone, it's Oxycontin. Uh, something you know, stronger you can buy over the counter? Tylenol 3s. You, you need a prescription, and you need a... Uh, you actually have to have a special category to prescribe it. So um, uh, there's different levels that we have for prescription. So I can't even prescribe every single type of opiate that's that's available. And while it's used in very uh, uh, and very beneficial to control things like surgical pain or injury, uh, the challenge is this is something that's reached mainstream and has gone uh, well above and beyond issues pertaining to chronic pain. Well, how do we replace it? Let's bring on our specialist right now here on Sports Medicine Weekly, Dr. Wajdi Daba an interventional pain medicine specialist talking about the, using physical therapy to replace the use of uh, pain medication. Dr. Daba, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, why replace uh, opioids with uh, physical therapy? So uh, the opioid epidemic right now is, is absolutely real. The CDC has actually uh, labeled it an opioid epidemic. And um, the problem is that um, it's a serious problem. The problem is the negative side effects that we see from chronic opioid use. Um, opioid has a lot of um, issues, the biggest one being abuse and dependence. And we're constantly, as an interventional pain doctor, we're looking at alternatives um, to opioids. And one of the biggest ones we're finding, the most effective ones, is physical therapy. Um, physical therapy can actually address the patient's individual problem at the actual level, um, at the root cause of the problem. Um, you know, whether that be anything from sports-related injuries to motor vehicle accidents to, like Dr. Cole mentioned, post-operative care um, after an injury. Um, or a surgery. T- t- tell me a little bit about um, your practice and how does it relate to physical therapy and or uh, ATI, I know, uh, as you're uh, uh, very friendly with. I just want to get a sense of your relationship and how you came upon implementing physical therapy as potentially reducing or even eliminating the, the use of narcotics. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so in my own, in my own private practice, uh, Pain Therapy Associates, what we try to do is target the actual um, cause of the, of the patient's pain um, and do a targeted, multi, what I call a multimodal approach. So I have four main pillars that I do when I attack or tackle a patient's pain. Um, one of them being physical therapy, actually probably one of my most important ones, and that's um, getting the patient 
to you know increase their mobility, their functionality, their strength. Um, and then on top of that, sometimes patients have pain, too much pain to perform physical therapy, and that's when kind of when we step in using other medications, non-opioid medications, including anti-inflammatories, steroids, um, and muscle relaxers. Um, we also use pain psychology to um, teach patients how to use cognitive behavioral therapy, um, as well as biofeedback, um, and focus on the patient's mental health as well. And then when I come in, you know, my particular specialty with interventional pain, um, we use, you know, non-surgical approaches, minimally invasive, to try to decrease um, inflammation at the local target of where the patient's potential pain is coming from. Tell me a little bit about um, if you had an individual, first of all, are they typically addicted to opioids or are they just using them uh, in an effort to manage, uh, say, a, a painful condition? And are you identifying that condition saying, you know what, um, we could do physical therapy and reduce or even eliminate it? Tell me how it works. Give me like an example of a condition. Would it be low back pain typically? Uh, is it a joint pain? Tell me how that, how that goes. Yeah, so that's an excellent question. Um, and and that's, that's probably the most difficult part of my job is identifying who actually is um, addicted to medication versus dependent. Now, those are two very separate and important terms to kind of differentiate. Addiction being um, a patient that abuses or misuses um, narcotics or opioids despite negative consequences. And dependence is kind of a natural phenomenon that really just occurs with, with anybody um, with any medication for a very long time. Um, so, you know, initially what happens is the patient has an acute injury and their primary care or somebody prescribes them a short course of, of opioids. And, and that's okay, um, you know, for certain more serious conditions. But in general, most types of, you know, back pain, which is probably what I see the most, maybe 80%, um, a lot of those with, with good physical therapy, with rehab, um, with um, non-opioid uh, medications um, can be healed without, without opioids. Um, it becomes, you know, the longer somebody is on opioids, their body naturally develops a tolerance to it, and then they require more and more of the medication to, to get the same effect. And then so later on down the line, you got to ask yourself, are you, is the pain medication really working, or are we just trying to prevent withdrawal symptoms, which actually becomes very difficult to, t- to get patients off of opioids when they've been on it for a very long time? And in fact, even withdrawal symptoms can occur even in a short time when patients have been on it for, you know, three, four weeks and so on. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole are visiting with Dr. Wajdi Daba talking about the uh, using physical therapy to replace the use of pain medication. And uh, how do we transition that culture away from uh, opioids? So that's a very simple, simple answer in my eyes, and it's education, education, followed by more education. Um, so I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to um, work with ATI and uh, and do some co-lectures for the physical therapists and other pain physicians where we actually, you know, educated each other on how to, um, to use one another to collaborate and uh, achieve better outcomes for our patients. Um, and so and it's not just education uh, for providers, it's education to the public, uh, to patients, to their families, identifying. And most, most patients, if they understood what the real consequences um, of long-term opioid use, you know, the chances that, you know, that their loved ones or themselves could potentially um, get uh, addicted to these medications, um, would, I believe, would actually, you know, take the initiative to wean themselves off. So I think um, just doing, you know, taking the initiative and, and more and more objectives to kind of um, educate everybody would be the key answer to that. Great stuff, Dr. Daba. Finally, uh, how do people reach you? Your company is Pain Therapy Associates? Yeah, Pain Therapy Associates. Um, they could go onto our website at paintherapy.com. Uh, We're located in Schaumburg and in uh, downtown Chicago. Um, and just call us and uh, they set up an appointment. And uh, we work closely with ATI and we uh, can address any issues that a patient may have. 
Great. And Dr. Cole, wrap this up for us. Uh, what's the biggest uh, takeaway, Dr. Cole, with uh, trying to get off that pain medication, right? Well, I mean, this is a situation where you first have to identify that you have a problem, and uh, especially if it's an addiction. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, those are there's certain parameters and objective principles that say, hey, this is an addiction. And uh, if that's the case, this is one that is worth spending the time because it uh, ruins lives, it ruins families, it ruins professions. So uh, you seek help in the proper locations. And uh, some of the things you just learned this morning are uh, certainly a clear direction in that regard. Dr. Wajdi Daba, thanks so much for joining us, Doc. Thank you for having me. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages on ESPN Radio. Allosource's products help surgeons get their patients back into the game of life. Prochondrex, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore movement. To learn more about Prochondrex, visit prochondrex.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org. I've been having knee pain for quite some time and did what probably a lot of people do. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away. After a month, I couldn't take the pain anymore. I went to my family orthopedic. He told me that I needed physical therapy. When I received my prescription for therapy, the first thing I did was search PT companies online. I came across ATI Physical Therapy. It's close to home, has some great reviews, and when I called, they verified my insurance scheduled me right away. No wait, everything was so easy, and the staff was great. They kept my doctor informed of my progress along the way. Honestly, I looked forward to going to my appointments. ATI made me feel like my recovery was their most important priority. I'd recommend them to anyone needing physical therapy. The experience was something I'll never forget. To learn more about what it's like to be a patient at ATI Physical Therapy, visit ATIPT.com and start your journey to get back to your best today. ATIPT.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. That's all the time we have for this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our board operator and producer, Felix Reyes, as well as David Cole for operating our website and doing our business side at Sports Medicine Weekly. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. Thanks for listening. Talk with you again next Saturday at 8.30 for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on ESPN Radio. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.